I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe any place you get podcasts or find them at HeidiHarris.com. I'm also live on the radio five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on KMZQ. That's AM 670 in Las Vegas. I want to talk a little bit about a particular church in the country that is closing down or suspending services, I should say, until 2021. Now, because I'm going to say some negative things, I don't want to disparage the pastor. So I'm not focused on that. I'm going to focus on the principal. This particular pastor, apparently it's a pretty big church in the South, and he's decided to close it until 2021. But the reasons he's doing it are what I'm concerned about. One of them, he said, is that everything's politicized. He said there are no neutral topics right now, from school reopenings to masks and the virus, everything's politicized. He explained some of these things on a Facebook post. He also said the cancel culture is prevalent. He said, if you say something I don't like or agree with, I discount everything you've ever said and everything in life, da 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 He also told church members he's been at the receiving end of the cancel culture. He said, I've gotten quite a few voicemails, letters from people, you know, telling me they're leaving the church, da 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 Some have said he's bowed to Caesar and adopted a left-wing Marxist agenda. Okay. Anyway, he also talks about the fact that he thinks that uh, Christianity is, is not what we're seeing now. I don't know why. He said there's a version of Christianity I've worked very, very hard to avoid. It's the culture war Christianity. Okay. I'm not a theologian and I'm not a pastor, but let me just address these things from a couple different perspectives. First of all, when you're the pastor of a church, you're supposed to be leading your flock. Now, everybody's not going to follow you, obviously, and there are some people who will leave. I've been to churches. My husband and I went to a church for almost 20 years. We decided to leave because the pastor, in our view, had gone off the rails. He was a very, very solid pastor for very many years, but he started to basically try to control who we could hang out with when we weren't at church, and we said, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) my mother was the last person who told me who I could hang out with and I was in junior high then. So we, but we talked about it a lot and we really looked at the situation because we thought a lot of this pastor and he was a very, very solid Bible teacher. But in our view, it had gone off the rails. So we left and it was not easy. Other people we know had left. We really didn't leave because of them. Um, but we just chose to leave, went to another church. And oddly, some people from the church we had gone to showed up at the new church and we had nothing to do with that. We didn't even know they were all going to congregate there. And a bunch of them did. Some of them have since left. And there were people who were in the church before we got there who've left. That's always the case. People get mad. You teach on a particular topic or one of the things that I've noticed a lot with people is, you know, they're all on board with what you're teaching when their children are five and all of a sudden their kids are teenagers and suddenly they change their attitude about things. Or suddenly they don't like the fact that certain things are still sins because their kids are committing them. Well, for heaven's sake, we were all bratty teenagers, but that's how some parents are. They get very subjective about uh, what's taught, and they don't want their kids to feel ostracized. Not that anybody should ostracize your child, but nor should they pat your kid on the head and say, whatever you want to do, honey, it's fine with me. Well, that's not what God says. Anyway, for this pastor to say that there are no neutral topics, he's right. But there are some things that a pastor shouldn't bother with. School reopenings, okay? I don't know why a pastor has to necessarily address that. Now, I think it's great when pastors do talk politics at times, and they have the legal right to do that. Some people think they don't, but they do. I think it's great because your congregation may be looking to you for some leadership on this. As far as masks, you know, uh, I, my church, you can wear masks if you want to. You don't have to. There are people who um, are, have concerns who may not go out in public at all. When I had coronavirus, I stayed away from my church for over a month. I just didn't go. My husband didn't go either. 
because we just had a concern for the church. We just didn't want to be around anybody. But the crazy thing is nobody got it besides us and our whole church. How crazy is that, right? The pastor also talks about the cancel culture. Well, <laughs> it's funny. I've been going through a study in the book of Acts with one of my favorite pastors. His name is Tommy Nelson, and he's a pastor in Denton Bible Church in Texas. And I really, really like him. I've never even met him. I've never been to his church, but I watch his things online, and he's a brilliant pastor. And I've been going through the book of Acts, and he actually did this series about 15 years ago. But <laughs> the cancel culture was alive and well. I mean, as soon as the church was beginning, from the very inception of the church, after Jesus died, there was the cancel culture. The apostles were threatened. They were beaten. In many cases, they were martyred because of their faith in Christ. The cancel culture is nothing new. I don't know why this particular pastor is talking about the cancel culture and how it's so prevalent. You've got to stand up to this. Buck up, pal. I don't understand what kind of a church you're running there. I really don't understand it. And he said he's gotten a lot of voicemails and emails and you know, to his home from longtime church members. Okay. Well, maybe you meet with people personally. He says he's called everybody who's called him. Okay, great. You do the best you can. But understand that, it, you know, there were people who rejected Jesus's message. Jesus, who was a perfect person, who never sinned, who never said the wrong thing to anybody. What's that like, right? Never said the wrong thing ever. And there were people who rejected him. They wanted to kill him. Some wanted to kill him because he was a threat to their power. They were concerned that, oh, if people see him as a powerful guy, they won't follow us. There was that. There were people who were jealous. There were other people who claimed to be saviors before Jesus who disappeared. And when they died, their kind of group kind of disbanded. That was very different than what happened with Christianity, which continued to grow. Once again, not a theologian, not a pastor, not an expert on any of this. But I've been a Christian for a very long time, and I'm just trying to understand what it is that this pastor is trying to avoid. And once again, I'm not going to mention his name because my objective here is not to disparage him. I'm just curious as to what he's doing. He also said there's a version of Christianity he's worked very, very hard to help avoid, and that's the culture war Christianity. Okay, well, we Christians know that there's a culture war. There's always been a culture war. Christianity gave women rights and respect they had never had prior to Jesus. Christianity gave uh, rights to the unborn that they had never had previously. Prior to Jesus and Christianity taking over, people would just put the babies outside if they didn't like them. Boy, girl, whatever, they'd just stick them outside and let them die. There was no concern for them at all. There was no concern for the poor. There were no hospitals. There were a lot of things that Christianity brought into the world. So you, that was a culture war at the time. I'm currently reading the book about William Wilberforce, who was the abolitionist in the 1700s, and a brilliant man, I guess 1800, 18, yeah, 17, late 1700s. And um, we certainly know the story about him and how he tried to abolish slavery in England and other places. That was a culture war. He had to fight against people who were going to lose money if slavery was abolished. It was a cultural change. Even people who didn't have slaves couldn't understand why this guy was so adamantly opposed to slavery. It was just something that was accepted at the time, right? Child labor has been something we've accepted over the years. There are all kinds of things that are part of the culture that we're constantly trying to make better. And some of those things, many of those things have a biblical base. So I don't know what this pastor's talking about when he says, well, there's the culture war Christianity, right? Because the, what we're seeing right now, when you talk about everything from gay marriage to uh, children who are basically, the, after they're born now, according to some Democrats, it's okay to kill them. 
there are all kinds of things happening in our culture that uh, that have always existed. Of course, there's always been some kind of a form of this and that behavior. We get it. But what's accepted is stunning nowadays. It's no big deal. Whatever you want to do is okay. It used to be there was some kind of shame, certainly. I mean, throughout human history, maybe not so much. But after Christianity, certainly there was a certain amount of... Uh, not necessarily it wasn't about shame, but it, there was certain behavior that just wasn't as acceptable as it had been before, or certainly it was questionable, or people tried to hide it, or whatever it might be, right? So I'm just trying to figure out why this pastor thinks closing the church is the best way to go. To me, the way to go is to have the church open, talk about political issues if necessary, candidates maybe, or political issues, and make that very clear to your congregation. This is what the Bible says about this. this is what the Bible says about marriage and children and gossip and, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Whatever the particular issues are, this is what the Bible says. That is your job as a pastor. He also said that he thinks the church looks more like Christ when we're, depending, we're defending other people's rights rather than our own. Well, I get that. We're supposed to be defending other people's rights. Whose rights, though? That's the whole point. Are we defending the rights of people to uh, act badly? Are we defending the rights of people to throw protests and throw Molotov cocktails on other people? Are we defending the rights of people who want to tell six-year-old kids they can be boys or girls or marry boys or girls? Are we defending their rights? See, that's the thing. And I don't know this pastor well enough to even have an assessment on it, but it sounds like the guy's just, he doesn't like the heat. I suggest he reread the book of Acts. When there was a lot of heat, they were threatened. We're going to kill you if you keep talking about Jesus. Oh, well. And they kept doing it. Thrown in prison, beaten. Ultimately, most of them were murdered. That's what happened. And this pastor's all freaked out about the culture war and the cancel culture? Are you kidding me? Wow, I'm glad I don't go to his church. <laughs> That's all I can say. Once again, I'm not going to mention his name because I'm not trying to disparage him. I'm just sorry that pastors are like this. My husband actually had a conversation with a pastor a while back uh, in Las Vegas of a pretty big church. And he told my husband, he goes, yeah, I would speak out about some of the things your wife speaks out about, except that I'd lose my pension. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Talk about missing it. I'm Heidi Harris. <laughs> can't make it up, can you? Join me weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. for my live radio show on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. And of course, you can catch my podcast a couple of times a week. Uh, you can find me on HeidiHarris.com. That's my main website. And I've got my social media stuff attached to HeidiHarris.com, blog posts and podcasts and all that stuff. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. And that purpose is not to chicken out. <laughs> Here's Tony Scottwell. 